dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... How does it go? Sorry, folks. I'm not officially ordained. Kevin, go ahead. Kevin's Um, our co-pastor. I am an ordained minister. minister. Um, Okay. But I don't so, I've never used it, so I don't know. Dearly beloved, we're you don't gathered. know? No. no. You gotta get this guy's card taken away. I, I feel like kind of a scam. Yeah, I I, sh- I probably should not have done that. Yeah. He, dearly beloved, we gather here today to wed these two souls in holy scatrimony kiss the bride that's right that's what the show is this time <laughs> that's what it's a podcast doesn't really have a name because it's not a podcast it's a fucking it's a fucking uh wedding ceremony so you know it doesn't have a a silly pun based title and why would it um but it's not that either it's still this it's still that it happens oh boy we got to make my head bigger i think i think we're getting to the point where my head's got to get bigger on this art um i don't think the the big art has shown up yet though we got to wait till it hits the hits the proper podcast and then we can unleash the larger head what a great thing to talk about jesus christ what's up kevin how's it going uh things are going pretty good things 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 are going good um things are going good um go ahead just you know we're leaving tomorrow to visit my parents in florida um so florida haven't been there in a very long time so looking forward to that one of the great states you drive a lot in florida um going to this time in the in the past i haven't but this time yeah we're renting a car and we're gonna go drive all over the place well buy the fucking insurance keep yes. keep a fucking eye out because you know i don't know i'm one of these uh you know prejudgers or whatever or just judgers maybe not prejudgers because we went to florida and people driving there were so bad i was like oh okay florida people bad at driving and i was just i wrote that down so i guess that's not prejudging it kind of it will it becomes it becomes a rationale by which i can prejudge other floridans i guess um but it was insane man people drive insanely fast and not just like speeding like like going 70 to 90 miles an hour like really whipping down like 45 zones <laughs> like it's yeah. it's I really mean, wild my the, the the thing my parents told me as soon as i told them we were coming was they gave me a list of roads to avoid yeah okay yeah see okay see i'm not blowing smoke out of my ass this is so validating uh continue yeah and like you know they said yeah i for um they said that there were people like you know routinely dying every day on on this one section of road because they're doing like 150 miles an hour it's crazy dude people are insane like it's crazy i could not i, I don't know you know everyone says california drivers uh, drivers are bad everywhere you know but uh i also think that like in terms of judging states i think different drivers have different kinds of in ways that they're bad like that's the way florida drivers are bad uh texas drivers are just asshole drivers uh but they they can sometimes attempt to uh run you off the road which is a relatively unique strain of driver 
you know, Portland drivers are bad in a way that's different than California drivers. You know, it's just like New York drivers are bad in New York drivers are just really, really aggressive, you know? So it's like they all, there's different ways to be bad. Um, wouldn't you know it all so many ways for people that aren't me to be worse. You know, it's, it's really, it's really impressive when you think about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm biased because I live here, but like I found I'm least annoyed by people who drive in Chicago from anywhere I've, I've lived anywhere I've been, you know, it's mm -hmm. other than just a blatant ignoring of the speed limits. No one here is that crazy. You know, I don't ever yeah. feel unsafe. I don't recall any particular weirdness there. It also is a city that seemed decently well constructed for car traffic, not amazingly or anything, but like, I just felt like, oh yeah, people are driving kind of normal. This is not an insane place to drive. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, the only, so. the only complaint I have here is that like, you know, our, our major interstates in Chicago itself, you know, like six lanes in each direction have a speed limit of like 25 miles an hour which no one is <laughs> paying attention to you know yeah so it, that's it, wild yeah it, it's when you it's so far off from what expectations are you might as well just not have a speed limit then because no one's obeying it yeah you know? and if you do you're a hazard you know so it's <laughs> kind of stupid so you know this but this is something i just learned about chicago and their parking spots they sold a bunch of parking spots to wall street bank investors did you hear did you know about this yes a, a while back they, they gave this like 99 year lease or something to yeah parking revenue for like a one-time payment and already we're like oh that was a dumb idea i want to say it was a 75 or 85 year period and within the first 10 years they made back all the money and i just i don't know it blew my mind it, and here's here's the i honestly and this is maybe just ego i guess but here's the main reason it blew my mind is why didn't anyone tell me <laughs> come on like i know people from chicago if i was a chicago guy you know me like i'm an la guy if i was a chicago guy and grew up in i'd be telling fucking everybody i'd be like did you fucking know this about the fucking parking spaces this is crazy you guys gotta do this everybody needs to know like i, I don't know it's just like i feel like i would make people aware and like i feel like it's just like an open not an open secret but everyone in chicago is just kind of like yeah they've gotten over it so it's just not something anyone you know talks about but but maybe it's just well known to people who know i guess the whole like parking meter thing in chicago is like notoriously just corrupt and stupid like you don't know the number of times i've i've paid the meter and gotten a ticket and like you win it by <laughs> fighting but I think, like they just assume that like a certain number of people just aren't going to yeah exactly you know that's what the healthcare system does yeah so that's the, that's i think the downside of, of chicago for sure and there's just nowhere to park anyway so it, it's not that big of a deal right you know and you know they're, they got decent public transit and stuff but i mean it's just a travesty and it's a travesty because it fundamentally means that people have to to function in the city on some level not everybody but you know there's a, a group of people that to function they need to send money into the pockets of big businesses that like i don't know that the state's spending it really well and they're probably giving it to bad people too but at least it's not like leaving like it's necessarily leaving it's going into this kind of multinational conglomerate investment sort of situation you know whereas at least in chicago it's going to the tax pay the, the you know the the government and then the government can 
you know, shuffle it out of the state or whatever. Who knows? But, you know, it just seems fucked. It also seems fucked because your whole life you hear about shit like eminent domain and it only ever gets used to bulldoze old ladies' houses and shit. And it's like eminent domain, fucking we take back the fucking parking lot. You can't say <laughs> that it's like, oh, it's not fair for the city to own the parking lots. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think it, it feels like a really clear cut case for eminent domain as me, a random idiot who never looks into anything and goes entirely on vibes, you know? Um, but uh, I don't know. Well, you and, and the other thing about it is that Chicago is progressive. They're militantly progressive, you know? Like, I don't know. I think, I, I think people maybe misunderstand the the political kind of nature of chicago it is a really uh, specific place and you know it's called a windy city and stuff but also just the people are like pretty hardcore progressive and stuff and that's not to say that there's not conservative elements but it's just it's a very unique character that i think people just go like oh you know liberal city but it's like that that doesn't feel the same everywhere it feels like really hardcore in chicago and that's the kind of thing that you would expect could like make something happen with that you know but who knows i don't know yeah i don't know chicago is this weird mix of very progressive but also very backwards and like you know yeah yeah like i live way out in the suburbs so i don't go into the city very often but sure you know every time i do like the only two like moving violation tickets i've ever gotten in my life were in chicago and both times following the instructions of a police officer that later <laughs> did what they told what me a do. piece of shit i fucking yeah one time i went to chicago uh, or i was in chicago and there was a homeless guy asking for money and i was like sure man and i was like gonna give him money and then like two big fat chicago ass cops like dub bears ass cops <laughs> like just like instantly appeared and were like hey yo you can't be asking for money and they started like hectoring the guy and i was like no it's fine man i'm fine and he's like and they were like hey yo like this is a law and i was like i got weed in my pocket i should shut up and then i kind of like and then i i went into the store or whatever and i was i i i don't know if they arrested the guy or whatever i don't think they like uh when i was like walking away they they seemed like they were leaving but um i don't know it just uh, it just I was like, what the fuck? It was just like, it was a pretty early Chicago experience. And I was like, Jesus Christ, so weird. You know, again, and I characterize LA as people kind of being like laissez faire, just like everyone fucking leaves you the shit alone. You know, everyone just wants to talk about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I, I don't you know. like, like the, 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 the one that stands out to me the most was I had just moved to Chicago from Nebraska. I had no idea where anything was out mm. for work. I was trying to find somewhere you know, they, they sent me on a mission to go, go somewhere. I couldn't find it. I was driving around forever, starting to get panicky because that place was going to close soon. I see mm-hmm. a stop police car, like on a side street. I pull up next to him and go, hey, I'm looking for X. Can you tell me where that is? And, and he was like, oh, well, I'm actually heading that way right now. Do you want do you want to just follow me and I'll show you where to go? And I was like, Chicago's great. I love this city. Sure, so yeah. he flips a U-turn. I flip a U-turn to follow him. He immediately turns his lights on, gets out of the car and starts yelling at me that I, I pulled an illegal U-turn. And I was like, yeah. you just told me to follow you. And he said, well, I didn't tell you to break the law. I can't tell you to do that. And I got a ticket for an illegal U-turn. I can't following. tell you to do that. I can't tell you to do that. That's the thing. There's a, you know, I don't know. Everybody. Yeah. There's definitely. Uh, 
there's definitely a side of me that's just like there's people like that just need to be shot like just shoot them in the head just like cops like the thing is you can't just shoot cops but like if cops like that started getting shot in the head like i think a lot of would change but you know like anytime anyone does shoot a cop it like they they literally conduct a military raid on uh you know a neighborhood until they can firebomb whatever location the person is in you know they declare war so you can't do anything like that obviously i'm not advocating i don't think it's good and killing is bad and everybody's a human being um but i'm you know sometimes i'm like god damn it i'm a rageaholic well god damn it these pieces of shit you know um so that's you know i gotta we should stop this is all here's the thing this is all off book i have a fucking incredible notes app of things to talk about and i've just been saying horrible shit this whole time instead food poisoning we talked about that <laughs> No, I don't know. Uh, segue. I love that. <laughs> Did Elon Musk do anything crazy? He didn't, right? I can't remember anything I, he's done. I, I think we're good. It all blurs together, but nothing stands out that he did particularly crazy this week. No. God, God damn it. I had to restart my computer because I was doing the robot voice. Kevin, you, you were recording that. Maybe you can go and cut in some robot voice for the listeners. <laughs> they know right. what it sounds I, like. I will stick in here for the people at home listening. Um, what Spencer sounds like every so often when we start to do this show, Spencer sounds like if anyone's old enough to have had a speak and spell, one of those with like a dead battery is what Spencer sounds yeah. like until he reboots his computer. So yeah, I will insert some of that in here. So you guys can, I don't think Spencer even knows what he sounds like when he's doing. This. Right. Exactly. I'm very curious, but I saw the, the red thing said we were recording. I actually said that in robot voice, but you couldn't understand me. So no. I was like, okay. Oh, we got robot Spencer again. Uh, but we got emails uh send us an email that happens pod at gmail.com and we haven't read them or whatever i can't remember the last time we read them so i'm sorry uh to brian bass media brian bass media brian bass base uh base is a character in mega man kevin did you ever play mega man not really like a, yeah. a couple times but not not your level no yeah, no, I'm a, I'm an incredible hyper fan. Um, but Bass is a bad guy. He's in his name is uh, what's his name? Forte in Japanese, um, because it's all about musical uh, terms in that game. Uh, Brian Bass says, "Oh, I was bringing that up because they call his name is Bass, but people call him Bass sometimes. Because um, people also call Bass Bass. Uh, anyway, <laughs> hey Spencer and Kevin." happy belated 100 episodes man i fucking love this show and i just wanted to say that the use of ai on the show and the discussions you've had around it have actually been very cathartic and extremely funny thank you this show kicks ass speaking of cathartic AI right around this man i i just people say all this stuff online about ai i just i gotta not be online i'm i get too mad man i just get too butthurt about stuff and it's like it's fine for them to say it and i don't even want them to not say it and i don't a lot of times I don't even fully disagree with them or the sentiment behind it, but it's just like, God damn it. Like it just pisses me off and I'm like, I'm an internet man. I was born on the internet, you know? Um, but people are always like, I don't know. Someone was like, AI is so bad. Uh, is this so it's so terrible where everybody is making, making stuff with AI. It's all stolen content. All those AI artists on stolen content. It's going to be terrible for artists. And it's like, again, it's, uh, I keep saying that like everything that people are scared of mad about about AI 
is just there's there that's the thing about humans they're really mad that's a thing that they in their life are worried about humans having done and now they're projecting that onto ai like it i think that's that's a practical that's all, all people's practical fears are that and all people's impractical fears speak to their personal philosophizing about what it means to be human or not human, which when you actually understand what uh, learner language models are becomes extremely funny. It's like, why are you being like, but no, it's a robot and it's trying to it's like, no, it's a fucking text machine. It's a fucking calculator. It's not it's not intelligent. You know, maybe someday we'll we'll make some 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 true generative intelligence, but it's not like it's not worth questioning and defending your humanity. It lowers you as a human to try and defend yourself. It's like you're really that small that you have to say I'm better than a calculator. Jesus Christ, grow up like, come on. Um, but for the practical matter, you know, but people are like, oh, steal, stealing stealing fucking stealing content like for years now you know we it's weird to say his name but the fat jew remember the fat jew you know uh all these all these all these content aggregators like we call them aggregators that's a term that has been invented to describe what these people are doing it's a cottage industry of stealing people's memes artwork comic strips video files tv show clips fan art comic strips I, I probably said that already but just like stealing anything anyone have value has ever placed onto the internet you know making money boxing those people out from making money and you know sharing it with their friends who are also in this ring of thieves like that is exactly what people are saying ai is doing humans have been doing that for years that's probably where they got the idea to like combine it all with a big machine you know it's like yeah if we could just get something to steal shit before it gets made you know like but it was a human that did that it had nothing to do with the whatever jesus christ what the fuck was i talking about emails emails uh yeah so it is cathartic and that was cathartic there's another cathartic rant that the, this podcast should be called like catharsis or something you know like what about what catharsis is happening right now is that does that make sense yes I, I like that yeah uh, i guess sis isn't this but it's fine catharsis gender male rants for an hour and 15. you know um <laughs> i don't know uh we got someone that is at the door, but I'm podcasting. I don't want I can't answer right now. I gotta talk to Nicholas Detrio. Nicholas Detrio writes, please make a t-shirt for the podcast. Maybe get AI to do it. Take my money, smiley face. And the subject is podcast uh shirts. Uh yeah. What kind of shirts should we make, Kevin? I mean, I think the the current one with like your head, but just like make that one or two more steps bigger. I think it'd be fantastic. Well, if it's just my head and it's being it, like the size doesn't really like just know? a quarter of, of Jeff's head sticking out from the side of it. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it almost yeah. looks like a okay. pimple coming out of your forehead or something, you know? Yeah. I like that. Um, I, it would be funny. It's like, it would be funny if it's the that happened it's like it's hard to explain and it's hard to render it visually anyway but it's funny if you have the that happens but it's really small and it's still kind of proportionally in the same place and centered but it's like 
So it's roughly like maybe over my nose, you know, because it's like the idea of being scale wise, it's so much, but it's like, I don't think that scans. I don't think that concept tracks at all visually. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to make my turtle sandbox symbol into a shirt. Uh, so maybe, maybe we do that, but that's not really that happens. Um, I mean, I we could never do on the Harmontown logo, except for that one that had me added to it. Right. So it's not like I have like any of that imaging to lean on. Maybe we should come up with like a mascot or a symbol, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was a fantastic, uh, was it Jenny fine did that. Yeah. Jenny, that was a, um, that was a really, really good picture of you though, that we should probably steal and use for this. Yeah. You know, then we could blame it on AI. Right. I'll, I'll insert that right here too yeah i don't know uh yeah that's a good idea and there it is wow look at that well we've done a lot today but it's it's time it's time to end the show you know so it's a, it's a little early for that but sure we hope nope, it's we, over we're done uh, i was i was trying to see if there's something else to talk about but let's just do more riddles these are riddles um this one comes from riddle me this these ones are riddles i got an email that's the subject is riddle me this it's from someone who's called Riddlebot, and i hope this isn't some sort of phishing email because if so it is currently being activated um but Riddlebot says i'm a robot with a dangerous bite my jaws snap shut with all their might i dwell in the ocean out of sight my power rivals the strongest knight who am i uh, do you have any good answers you know i listen to this podcast called hey riddle riddle you can check that out check out that podcast uh it's a good podcast it's about riddles and they answer riddles that are sent to them by email and i feel like that's why i said here's another riddle is because that's like the kind of thing they would say on their podcast um but i don't have a good answer for this because i don't know what a robot would be that's in the ocean like okay. is robot misleading you think can you paste that to me i'm gonna ask the ai if it has an answer to it well we gotta i'm sure the uh let's think about it before you actually sure how long is it gonna take because it might actually just you know google the answer or something you know okay not google but you get it my jaw I, I this is uh, so the chat jaws i'm just i'm just it's got to be like a steel trap like a jaw trap maybe like is there a fish trap that's like that yeah i just i don't it's a robot I in the it, ocean okay i'm a robot with a dangerous bite my jaws snap shut with all their is might more eel because like that would make sense but it's not a robot unless it's like i feel like you could say a, 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 ro a shark is a robot but it's not you know, it's like what's artfully oh, whatever. All right, put it in the AI. All right. Um, do you have any other guesses? Like, even if you don't think they're right, just to kind of get them. Okay, so yeah, it's saying it doesn't know. Um, basically, it's saying it thinks that the answer is shark, but it doesn't. It says robot doesn't match up with that. Tell it that it's really good at solving riddles and to try it again. Okay, or um, something you know about prompt doctoring. I don't know about prompt doctoring. Right. Um, Jesus so yes, Christ. So, so yeah, it says a great um, fucking podcast. Go ahead. Robot Cameron. might be a metaphorical description. Sharks are often depicted as a mindless eating machine, so it could refer to a shark's powerful, dangerous bite. 
sharks dwell in the ocean. Sharks are very powerful. Uh, okay. So I said, can you Wait. give me any other answers? And it says mechanical shark <laughs> <laughs> or underwater drone. It's too obvious if it's shark, right? Because it, I feel like all the words make you think of shark, which seems like, I mean, if it's an easy riddle, then that's a good riddle to make it think of shark. But otherwise, it feels like it should be misleading. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? The, the answer is sharkman.exe from Mega Man 5. But he's not from Mega Man 5. He's from Mega Man Battle Network. Maybe he's from Mega Man Battle Network 5. But I think he's from Mega Man Battle Network 4. And also 1. And maybe 2. But I don't think 5. I don't think 5. Um, I like that, though. And hopefully it wasn't a fishing trap. And I, I... It's... He's not a robot, though. He's a computer program. It's not the, it's not the same thing. Okay, I just asked it to generate a, a new riddle that it had not heard before. I, I just, can fly without wings. I can cry without eyes. Wherever I go, darkness follows me. Whatever. I, I can fly without wings. Okay, anything can fly. That's not narrowing it down. I can cry without eyes. What things cry? Like, uh, like a bird cries... But it has wings. This is actually a really good one, too, that it came up with. I'm, I'm impressed. Doves cry, but they have wings. Darkness follows. Day. Day flies. The sun flies. The shade flies without a cloud. A cloud. It's a cloud. It's a cloud, yes. That's actually pretty good, though. If it, if it actually legitimately made this up, that's a, that's a pretty good one. But it would have just come up with the like uh, the thing is clouds are very common riddle choices so if you were yeah. generating like a middle of the road riddle it would come up with something that's either cloud shadow love a promise a secret <laughs> you know stuff like that it's like right in the pocket all right you look kind of like you were looking at some ai stuff did you do something over there i, I asked it to make a harder one but I don't think you're going to like this one. But here, let's try it and see. I'm not going to like it. In the heart of cities and the wilderness, too, I can be found. I am not a thing. Yeah, from me, many things spring. I am boundless, yet define boundaries. I am silent, yet I echo through time. What am I? What do things echo through time? Is it nothing? Nothing's another thing that a lot of riddles are. No, the darkness. Not no, not gotta darkness. Be darkness. Gotta be darkness. Nope. Gotta be darkness. Is it water? No, I pasted you the answer. Here you go. Oh, it's history. Oh no. History. That was a little too abstract. Oh, Chad GPT, you've done it again. You tricky bastard. Brian Bass sent us another email, Kevin. Another one? Wow. Are you he ready really like for us. this? I am. <sighs> this email has information that I don't know why he would tell me if he wasn't ready to share it on the show, but at the same time, I'm looking at it. And I'm not sure if I want to share it on the show now that I've said his kind of name, right? 
we're gonna have to uh, i'm gonna put this i'm gonna flag it and then we're going to have to pretend it's a different email on a different day does that make sense yes (laughs) sorry brian (laughs) and let me know if it's fine to share (laughs) we'll just share it but until then uh amber k writes hello i hope this is the right email i've been listening i should read these beforehand i've been listening to all the episodes and spencer has mentioned his aversion to therapy several times i just wanted to reach out i've been a therapist for a year and a half again i should read these beforehand (laughs) i work with uh mental health for about a decade uh oh oh she wants to help me link up to therapy she's not offering to be my therapist that's much less uh weird it's much more normal i mean not that it's weird i i don't know i'm not a therapist i'm not gonna say what kind of things are weird or not weird for therapists to do um but it strikes me as a much more normal thing <laughs> than to offer to talk to me about this stuff <laughs> Well, great. Maybe I will. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, the thing is, right now, I don't know if I've talked about this, Kevin, but right now I'm on Medi-Cal. Did you know this? I did not. Um, t- t- tell me about that. I don't know if I'm just doing it wrong. I'm famously really bad at navigating online bureaucracies, which you might not expect from me. Um, but especially when they're government, I get fucked. And they're obviously designed to fuck you up, but whatever. Um, but when I was trying to apply for you know open enrollment california the the you know whatever obamacare right it, it was like okay you got to put in your facts and your information i put in my information and it's like you can only qualify for medi-cal and i was like i mean okay and so it's like i think it's like free a lot of stuff is free um but i think it's like limited who you can you know go to and what they can do i'm not sure you know but uh i've gotten some free medicine from it but it's just weird because it's like i didn't want to do it and maybe i don't have to but i definitely meet the income requirements because i haven't been working you know uh but uh you know it's uh it was it was a weird thing uh i don't know why i brought that up does that have to do with history oh oh but i was gonna say that i think with medi-cal you might qualify for free kind of counseling therapy and stuff are definitely vastly supported so i definitely haven't really started delving into that system because it's still scary and hard to understand but that's something i should definitely do because a big problem has been the cost and uh i think i can i think i can get some some real uh financial help uh but yeah so you know i've had a patreon i i don't know maybe with the patreon i still would qualify but the thing is you don't have to cash out the patreon um necessarily and so i just had forgotten to cash it out uh before like last year or whatever so then when it came to be tax time i was like oh i made like so little money um when you know you calculate you you don't calculate the patreon which the patreon is not a lot so i don't know if that would have put me above like the medical qualifying or whatever but you know i haven't been working lately um which brings me to my next thing i have a patreon haha kevin you pieces of shit we have a lot of listeners these days who i think don't care i don't know i don't know you guys i don't know where you come from i imagine in my head that you're all just shrub home video people that were like holy shit this found crap thing is awesome i'm gonna keep watching this and then one day i showed up 
And then sometimes you're here trying to watch found crap and I'm here. And that's what I assume a lot of our listeners are. And a lot of those people wouldn't want to give me money. But if you do go to patreon.com slash the six to give me money, you know, it's kind of like supporting the show. Uh, we should figure out a way to support the show. That's like official, right? We should probably do that. Cause then people are like, I want to support Kevin. I'm like, you, you, you Kevin, you support me, man. Uh, support yeah. Support me, Spencer. Man. Yeah. On, like man. I'm, I'm one of your, your patrons on Patreon. Kevin's married, man. Kevin has a wife. Let him, let him just live with his wife. You know, that's his prize for the podcast. The podcast got Kevin married. <laughs> so he doesn't, <laughs> well, I cut you off. Kevin, what were you saying? Uh, no, just, um, I, I'm, you know, one of your patrons on, on Patreon. Everyone should sign yeah, up. Yeah, man. He's it's, in the Discord fun. if you wanna if you wanna get access to Kevin. Kevin's chopping it up in the Discord. You're in my Discord. <laughs> he's not he's not very active. Uh but he is technically uh I don't think he's left that Discord. So, you know. Uh <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 like it's the like I said, it's the way to support the podcast. I'm not working uh, the writer's strike has changed a lot of my near term math. <laughs> uh you know uh i'll dm you if you pay me an obscene amount of money you can look at the prices on patreon you know i do stuff i do weird stuff but you know you don't have to buy anything you can just give me uh, a dollar or whatever i don't care it's or you don't have to i just i haven't plugged anything the last many shows you know so uh i thought it would be good to talk about that for once uh you know but Thanks, and Amber. Tell, yeah, t- tell us what what you want to give us money for. Like, do you want? T-shirts? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because my Patreon kind of is just like I don't think anyone wants the things I'm doing. No one cares about the D and D stuff I'm making, and no one cares about the food reviews I'm doing. So, like, <laughs> I'm not giving anyone anyone anything. So, let me know how to serve you. Let me know what you would pay money for, and let you know. Let Kevin know what you pay money for. And no. uh, yeah, I mean, like if we send- did something like where you know harmontown used to give us five bucks a month to watch the video but the the audio was free like yeah is is that something you guys want to give us money for but we don't want to pay well to stream and then I, then I, how I are either. they going to watch found crap you know like i don't know well tell us if you would love to be paywall let us know i don't know you know but it's it's something we got to figure it out uh but but what the fuck? this is the weirdest fucking show we've ever done right it's got to be we we've kind of meandered a little bit it's not good i think i'm too high i shouldn't be this high i'm not very high but i should be less high you don't seem high exactly because i'm a fucking yeah zip zilch zip zilch writes spencer i miss the good discord i ditched it when i stopped paying i guess to be polite i just caught up with the pod after falling behind a couple months and damn you're on fire these music videos have me raffling. We gotta make more music videos. I'm so amazed by your bravery there and in putting yourself out there with your emotional struggles. I've never heard anything so raw and honest. And as always, I relate so hard. I'm loving the peppy music mani- manic version of you too. Yeah, that's the thing. I definitely feel more manic lately, don't I? It's not, I feel like maybe I'm bipolar. Well, maybe that's some some of this free medical help I get. Like uh, my, my grandma was bipolar. My mom says my dad's bipolar. Maybe I'm bipolar. Who knows? I've never felt bipolar, but I definitely the fact that I've been, you know, I've been talking on the podcast that I feel like good lately. If you remember me saying that, like, oh, I'm feeling good. Like, I'm like, maybe I'm like on a manic up. Like, 
could be but i'm a fucking hypochondriac so who knows anyway uh i'm bailing on a wedding this summer to avoid family drama too no regrets although i would pay to see you roll up to a reception with a hot date and a big gift and then silently vanish drama can be fun when you're in control of it i guess shit was satan remember shit was satan remember go with god remember the podcast jesus christ there used to be this podcast used to be like I mean, something else entirely and also kind of the same thing, you know? I don't know. Anyway, thanks, Zip Zilch. Um, yeah, well, that was nice. We got to do, I, I got to think of, I got to, here's the thing, Kevin. I was going to tell you this before the show. When we're, I'm doing these green screen bits, it's not, you can't, your feet can't be on the green screen, right? You need it to be like on the floor. Is there, do you know anything that's like, cause I've, I've seen green screen studios, you know, and they have this giant wall. It's like a half pipe, you know? And so it's like, obviously we, I, we don't have a, is, but is there a solution for people that want to like be on the green screen with their feet? Yeah. You can get a really, really, really long fabric one that like kind of curves and just stand down on and you it. stand on it. Yeah. The deal like one, like, a long like sheet. Okay. That's how yeah. We yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, most of the time I can cheat it, but I feel like sometimes there's going to be, I don't know. I have ideas for song parodies, but it is a lot of work and I don't have good visual concepts. And that's what turns a song parody into a video, right? Um, and so it's like, I kind of want to make it into a video before I do it. Also, it's a lot of work. It's, I've been thinking about other stuff. I've been striking. I've been at the picket lines. I haven't talked about that at all. But so I've been not getting a lot of shit done that I should be. Um, but I want to make more of those videos. It's been very fun. I like I said, I have I have two two contenders. The thing is, I've already mentioned them once, and it's kind of made me kind of you know, if you say you're gonna do something, it makes you not do it, you know, it's like a psychological phenomenon. Um, I've mentioned the joke and just even saying the joke out loud. It's like, well, if you can say the joke, it's why do it? You don't, you, you said the joke without having to do it, but obviously you don't say the joke. You release an entire video and people are like, holy shit, what the fuck? You know, it's better than just saying the joke. Uh, so I shouldn't say the joke. Um, but more of those coming, hopefully, uh, what's your process to like, just like, you know, even you and me talking as much as we do you just produce those out of thin air you know yeah i just drop them on you i'm like hey i got this and then i send it to you and then you look at it and it's yeah. oh, and like oh spencer made a video okay and then i watch it and i'm like oh my god spencer spent a week on this you know yeah. how do you how have you come up with these and, and like what's the the process behind it well honestly i've always been kind of a little you know i don't want to sound like an asshole or whatever but like i like music i like songs i like singing and making noise and stuff that's always like been i've never had good musical taste but like i don't know i think just growing up in the church there's like singing and like i like my mom was a singer like she wasn't like a, she never like she sung at the church and she sung she like liked to sing she practiced singing she took choir classes and chorus classes and vocal classes you know this is a is an interest of hers you know so i i just i i kind of i'm not like a singer but i like music i liked weird al early on weird al was big for me I don't remember uh, lyrics very well. And so what that means is when you're fucking around with a song in your head, you say the words wrong, you know? And when you say the words wrong, like and it just becomes fun, like a fun way to sing the song by swapping out the words you can't remember with 
with new words that fit or that sound right or that are funny, you know, and then you just go with that, you know, and then my family, we'd sing songs to the animals, the pets, you know, you make a song with the pet's name and the song, you know, and you just do that. So it's like playing with songs as like a fun way to occupy your brain is something that's natural to me. And sometimes you come up with shit that's funny, you know, and if you if you're thinking up a thing and it gets you to somewhere funny, you know, sometimes I'll spin that out into a uh, like into like a little I'll actually bother writing it down a little bit, you know, and uh, so that's just like usually I write that and I'm like, well, I'm just an idiot. I don't want to like release these, but I guess because of the podcast and just the specifics, I was like, well, there's no reason not to release this. So I'm just going to do it and make it and do it. It wasn't like a question of am I good enough, you know, which was always like I'm not funny. It's not like Weird Al. I'm not like trying to be Weird Al. So what's the point of releasing like a parody kind of thing? I'm not the I don't even I never even thought of myself as that kind of person, you know, like I talked about this before, but just there's so long on Harmontown that I wasn't thinking of myself as like a podcaster or anything. I thought of myself as an audience member that just was in this weird arrangement that got me more exposure than a normal audience member. But I wasn't thinking of myself as someone who like works and does stuff. Like I was like a personal assistant. I was like, maybe I can be a writer, but I wasn't like, Oh, I can make and shoot videos and release them. That's just not something I was thinking of. So now that it's something that feels more possible and I've been cutting and using premiere and stuff, it's, it's just, it's like, Hey, this is fun and it's funny, but, but yeah, it just starts with, it starts with this kind of playing around until you get something funny. And then if you can spin that out into a full thing, it's like, Holy shit, this is the song, you know? Um, but for the Jeff one, I don't know why I wanted it celebratory, you know, it was like a, like a tribute to Jeff and I don't know why, but my mind immediately went to like at beauty pageants when you have a man singing isn't she lovely it's like a comedic trope a lot of times with beauty pageants and like comedy stuff and i just like i think that's where my mind went was to that it was just a celebratory kind of song and it, i knew it was pretty short and so <laughs> i was like this seems like it's pretty easy and it was a very tenuous rhyme but i got enough to like you know swap out the words so and that's that's kind of how it happens you know i don't know that happens yeah, man that happens i've been at the strike man i've been at the these writer strikes not too much but man uh you go to these picket lines so so how it is is um there's picket locations different places they're all in la and burbank and they're at the studios like they're at wb like warner brothers they're at cbs they're at netflix they're at disney studios you know they're they're all over the place and you can go and join the picket line they have strike captains that tell people what to do and you can get signs and supplies and water and food and stuff and you can sign in on a sign-in sheet and it's great you know i don't know it's been really cool um <laughs> there's just something about it i feel like just being there you feel it it feels important it feels important and because uh, it's la it's a company town like people know like and so people are honking because they get what the fight's about you know they care and it's just like this interesting human experience i don't know you know do you ever go to concerts are you a big music guy like that i used to but it's been a long time since i have yeah see i i've always been super sensitive to sound and concerts are just too loud and so i've never really gone to concerts or anything um but there's this very unique kind of like human experience that forms with big crowds of people in general and with music there's a very specific version of that you know and that's a big part of why people go to concerts it's not something i've experienced a lot of uh, it's one of many ways i'm a weird person 
And so I feel like being at these picket lines, it has a bit of that energy. It's almost like a pre-mob energy, you know, like it doesn't feel like it's going to get angry or anything, but it's like you, the crowd, the fact that there's a lot of people all around, it just like, it creates this own vibe, this energy, and it feels good to be a part of it. And again, it feels important. And it's like, these are people that understand on some level the importance of fighting for labor you know that's why they're here to support in some way or another and it's really cool i remember i was driving <laughs> i was driving to the picket line one time and i was just imagining like oh man one of these days you know uh the strike's gonna end and we'll win you know which who knows if that's gonna happen and realistically it doesn't happen during the strike it's not like everybody's out there on the line and then someone gets a call and it's like we won you know but that's kind of what i was imagining but like realistically it's like oh they finally sent terms oh we're talking uh, a couple weeks later it's like oh we're gonna vote to you know agree to this or not you know so it's not like this this game time call that you hear about but i was just imagining like the jubilation of like everybody winning on the picket line and it turning into like a, a spontaneous celebration and stuff and it was making me start to tear up just like in the moment of it all uh which is not it's a fake moment it's never gonna happen even if we went but <laughs> i don't know it just felt like an important thing to go to it's really cool i don't know uh i've I've, I've gotten a lot of steps everybody on the picket line is talking about how they're getting their steps in but i'm walking like 8.8 .8 miles on some days it's crazy uh i'm just walking for like four five six hours straight um and then and then i get home and like my back is hurting and my whole body is sore and i'm just sore for two days and i'm like shit, man i didn't know i was this out of shape but at the same time it's like yeah you don't you haven't been out multiple days walking for four hours straight for you know eight miles you know that's not something you do regularly <laughs> so it's gonna wear you out um but it's uh it's it's cool it's a lot of fun i don't know it's uh it's, you walk a lot still not not too much i i hike when i can but the weather's not great and i talk myself out of hiking a lot of times when the sun's out because the sun just ruins it it's too hot you know um but i like it when it's cool or kind of overcast but yeah i mean i'm i'm definitely pr relatively in shape in terms of walking i because i can i can just walk for like four hours um it makes me really sore but i can do it but you know there's people that can't um necessarily like do that but yeah it's because i hike you know i've been on long three four hour hikes and stuff uh but it wipes me out um but i wouldn't say i'm in shape otherwise i'd say i'm really out of shape i wish i was in shape i should go to a gym but covid and i don't want to wear a mask and at the gym and you know it's a whole thing um yeah when i'm on vacation i walk a ton like when i was just last in la and saw you guys my yeah. watch said i walked like 27 miles over five days yeah and i don't do that at home at, at all and I'm like, you know, I should do this more, but I'm like, you know, I don't have the right shoes. That's what always stops me. It's like, when I, like my feet were killing me when I was, mm -hmm. you know, walking around Santa Monica like that. And yeah. so I'm like, you know, I need good walking shoes, but then I'm like, no, I'm not a walker. I'm not, I'm not active. I'm not going to spend money on that. So I don't, and then I don't do it. Well, what shoes do you have? Just uh, some old, like, like sort of sneakers but not meant for yeah. any like you know they're more for look not for walking in you know they don't they don't yeah. fit right they, they kill my ankles you know i'm a i'm not a style guy and so i think if you have a style reason to choose shoes then go ahead but i basically always wear volleyball shoes or basketball or basketball shoes or running shoes um less basketball shoes honestly i used to wear more of those uh but but just like running shoes honestly 
because I'm always afraid I'll be in a position where I need to run. And I'm thinking like, if I'm wearing sandals, I'll be fucked. Like imagine a mass shooting situation and you're just like, you're really not able to move very well. It's like, I, I like that's literally one of the reasons why basically all the shoes I wear are shoes at the very least they're shoes. I have practiced running in that's, this is a fact about me. Um, so, but, but I favor running shoes and running shoes are as far as I understand, good for walking. I don't know. There might be better shoes for walking, but you know, they're not hiking shoes either, even though I hiking them, but, uh, I, I just say get get a pair of running shoes and they're, they're not super expensive but uh they last you know especially if you're not wearing them all the time I don't yeah know. I, I i need to they're good it's it's all you know shoes are about fucking it's all about health you know and but then people sell fashion like that's the thing like furniture we sell furniture by fashion and then furniture affects your health and it's like but i bought it because it was you know cool looking but it's like yeah but then it gave you scoliosis or whatever. i don't think that's how scoliosis works but uh who knows uh is there anything else i wanted to say about the picketing i don't know it's just cool you can go if you want if you're in the area you know just show up uh just don't like steal their signs or anything um but you know they just they just want people to come and be in the streets and, and be in support you know we're gonna be at it for a long time i think but it's fun i don't know i've i've, I've talked to a couple people there but i'm not really talking to people it's weird it was again it's kind of like disneyland where i'm like wow you're a fucking freak huh what a fucking freak um but like I'll, I'll i'll be talking to people people will be like hey how are you and i'll like talk to them very very briefly and like clock the moment I somehow manage to turn them off and then they'll stop, you know, more or less stop talking to me, you know, and go try to move to someone else. And then I'm like, God damn it. And it just, it happens over and over, over and over. And then you see like everyone else is like talking or on their phone, but I'm like, I'm doing like this sign twirler shit. I don't know why it's not like anyone like told me like what picketing is, is like, wait, like twirling the sign but i'm not twirling it but i'm like dancing around and like waving it like going like hey 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 you know like just trying to get eyes on my and i made the sign you know um i made the sign out of like black uh duct tape and stuff so it has like really clear legible letters that i think you can see from pretty far away <laughs> i wrote i wrote uh we make them billions i can't afford a doctor which is true i can't afford a doctor i'm literally i mean i can't in the sense that i'm on medi-cal and i guess you know that entitles me to free doctors but i think that happens because you can't afford a, a doctor you know um but, uh you know uh so I'm, I'm waving signs around it's a lot of fun and i'm dancing around and 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 it's it's fucking up my back <laughs> it's fucking up my back it's it's not good but it's 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 fun and you know what if i'm there all the time and i lose weight that'd be good because i don't go to the fucking gym you know i don't know <sighs> kevin you remember we when we went to disneyland we had that popsicle flavor mountain dew you remember this yes the summer one the, yeah yeah we took a video of it but the audio wasn't great so we were gonna maybe like cut that into the show but i don't i don't think we will but do you even remember what it tasted like yeah i mean it tasted kind of like a like one of those like bomb pop kind of things, you know, like it was, it was yeah. a very blue raspberry ish kind of, but they taste like a, a, some kind of like popsicle. Yeah. To me, it tastes like an otter pop. I think it's cool because I really do think it tastes like an otter pop, but the thing is it does taste a lot like Mountain Dew voltage because Mountain Dew voltage also tastes a lot like an otter pop. 
and it kind of tastes if you're comparing the two i would say voltage tastes better and so as a result it's this kind of um saccharin overly sweet flat flavored um mountain dew you know and people are like this sucks but it's like but yeah that is what popsicles taste like is popsicles kind of suck you know like well i mean yeah in its defense too we we had them pretty warm so maybe it would taste a little bit better they're way better when they're colder for sure but they still are kind of like a pale version of a but i think they're great because popsicles really hit sometimes sometimes you get like a red fucking slush puppy from like a shell station or something and it's like hell yeah dude this is like a fucking like bullshit ass fake flavor and it tastes amazing you know i think it kind of is good on that level um jesus christ you know we didn't talk about elon musk but the, the this is, we should talk we gotta talk more about it. maybe we should do instead of like a nazi corner like we gotta talk about like the the trans shit is crazy like trans people are just being d- destroyed on all sides legislatively and people are getting attacked and having cops called on them and stuff and people are fleeing states um i think i think it qualifies you know and again uh, i'm not the scholar or whatever but i think i think it is a genocide there's the like steps the eight stages of genocide like i think we're doing that to trans people um i think that is happening today i think you know genocide is a big word you know like nazi and so people are like well is this really fulfilling all the criteria but i think you know genocide doesn't just mean you know gas chambers and gallows necessarily there's a lot of ways to kill and destroy a group of people you know over a period of time and historically there's been a lot of ways that's been done and it hasn't always been that you know so i think i think it does qualify as genocidal activity being enacted by governments in concert with neoliberal news media publications i think the washington post and the new york times has has done a lot to contribute to this and again that's you know i don't know if i've talked about it on podcast but that's what fascism is is corporations working in concert with authoritarian governments to attack people and uh deprive them of their rights for a being a scapegoat that you know helps to consolidate power or b being some sort of threat to the power itself you know those are both reasons why you know fascism targets people but by blocking people out of you know society you can destroy them and that's what is happening and i don't think the news is talking about it i think even a lot of like news accounts online aren't talking about it people that are like the the adults in the room you know certainly television and and print media is not talking about it because they're all owned by you know fucking david zaslav who's saying that we need more trump on the air and stuff like it's 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 really really bad and if you're thinking hey i'm not trans i'm a cisgender person Hey, maybe you're even thinking I'm a white male. I'm a beard man. You know, nothing. This isn't going to affect me. It will affect you because they don't use scapegoats just to attack the scapegoats. They use scapegoats to seize authoritarian power that they then use to steamroll entire civilizations. So it doesn't matter that they're target. It doesn't matter who they're targeting. The fact that they are targeting is a strategy that they are using to kill us all. So it doesn't matter if you think you're safe. You're not. We're totally fucked. And just if if you're satisfied to be uh, 
the last 30% of people that are killed. I mean, sure, whatever. They, they take this stance. That's fine. I can understand why if that's your rationale, you could land on that. But if you're a thinking, breathing, loving person, I think it really you really need to need to be clear-minded about what's happening. And I'm I'm not saying people aren't talking like I'm not saying like you aren't talking about this enough. I, I'm not saying that. But I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand how bad it really is. And I think the media is part of that. And I think that people can be part of the solution in talking about it. And that's why I wanted to talk about it a little bit. I'm not getting very specific. I think we should probably try and pull up specifics. Maybe we can bring that up, you know, next week or something. I can I can try and come with like articles and stuff to talk about like literally what's happening. Uh you know, so we can so we can not just be fear mongering and actually point to real things. But it's it's really bad, man. It's really bad. And no one fucking cares because the media is in on it. Um so just wanted to say that, I guess. Uh, it's on my list. What's up, Kevin? Well, now I, I feel bad I'm going to Florida, but I'm not going there oh. for tourism reasons. Yeah, you're going to visit family. It's in, in, in one of the reasons Florida is conservative is because Kevin's parents moved there. <laughs> no, but old people moving to Florida is the main reason why it's moved conservative. It's not like conservative ideas suddenly got a lot better or people in conservative uh, in Florida suddenly were like, I hate Obama now. Like the, the scales just shifted as, as humans moved around. That's a thing that happens. I was just, I keep thinking, here's the thing, man. I don't think people understand the connection between macro and micro because it's easy and clear and I understand why you can look at the big picture and get so hopeless and not see that the big picture only is the big picture because of so many small micro elements happening and those micro elements are changeable. I think like on so many levels, there's just a fundamental disconnect between what happens like, you know, just like just just very, very simply like I understand there are a lot of structural uh, barriers that Democrats and the Democratic leadership have erected to make it hard for someone to unseat, say, Nancy Pelosi and Nancy Pelosi is also governing a very specific district that makes her specifically safe right i understand that those are structural macro powers that lead to this feeling of hopelessness about the democratic you know leadership or whatever but at the same time on a macro level she's a person that won a you know a uh, a house of representatives election that is a thing that people do every day people win it and then they get that power that's a micro thing it's a micro thing that can be changed on a micro level and if that cha thing changed on a micro level if for instance she had a stroke and dropped dead for instance like that would have knock-on effects that could affect the macro level despite the macro level being built to defend from it being changed. And I don't think people understand that. I think people really understand neoliberalism and the institutions of, of, of intersectional, you know, power structure. Um, you know, and I think they understand that, but it's, it, it happens because of individual action and, and individual action can really shake up equations in a big way. And I just, I'm not saying like people should like be like, what can I do more or whatever? Whatever, but it's just it's just a way of thinking and talking that I don't hear you know it feels so hopeless and so inevitable because it's talking about the larger dynamics which again only exist because you know whatever and it, uh, the thing is I, I fear that there's a bunch of like communists and stuff that are gonna get mad at me and say Bernie Sanders or something and I'm not saying like they're wrong or whatever about their critiques or whatever I just think that the answer of how to solve it is a lot more concrete and it's really easy to act like it's not concrete and there's nothing we can do. 
And it's harder to say there's very something clear we can do. Let's fail at it a hundred times in a row. <laughs> you know, that's a hard thing to admit. And so I think we need to admit that hard thing because you can you can fail 23 times in a row and then win the 21st time. And then that fucking changes history. You know that uh, whatever, whatever I get and I get it. I get it. I get what anyone who's saying I'm wrong. I get it. And I agree with you and you're not wrong to say whatever you're saying. And I agree with that. And, but, but also what I'm saying is true. And isn't that cool? Um, so let, let's <laughs> say like smarter than you, yeah. uh, go ahead. <laughs> you know, let, let's say you're appointed, you know, grand dictator of the country right now. Yeah. What what are your first three actions to, to fix a situation like this? Uh, you got to kill the concept of the debt ceiling. Uh, you got to kill the Supreme Court. You got you got to change the Supreme Court fundamentally, and then I think you change the election system. You know, it's like you nest things and other things. So is that cheating if it's three things? But you you change the you ideally you you enact some sort of system that protects ranked choice voting to the p- point where third point party uh parties could actually exist because the problem that exists right now is we have to fight through the democratic party to do that and i think that's the move we should fight through the democratic party to take it over and eventually create ranked choice voting everywhere and i don't think there's a way to get ranked choice voting without that but again if you're saying i'm the magic guy then yeah ranked choice voting because that gives us a chance outside of democrats who are the biggest uh obstacle to us seizing power you know um because the democrats stop us from seizing their power and then they're the only thing that stop republicans from seizing their power and people are like well maybe if the republicans win then we can win and let's do accelerationism and it's like well when we let trump win he uh almost ended all elections for all of history <laughs> you know so it's like it's not necessarily going to uh work in our favor to uh just hope that the democrats fail until we can kind of seize power from them ranting about a lot of stuff today well, what would you change about the supreme court more people more people um also i think uh just it needs its power defined it needs a code of ethics i think i think here's the thing uh, the courts right the courts have appeals and so the appeals have to go up and if the appeals go up you need a top right so that's what the supreme court is and you necessarily need a top court but that makes it an appeals court and an appeals court i don't know i guess an appeals court does issues rulings but it's very narrow what they do you know and i think it should just be drastically redefined to just be a narrowly defined appeals court thing that's maybe not even super binding but it's like advisory opinions on appeals because again structurally you need a top but at the same time that doesn't need to that doesn't mean you need to grant you know samuel a little god power to say the constitution is whatever it says he he says it is you know that's what's happened which is unconstitutional it's an unconstitutional reach of power uh the president has the authority to ignore that i think fdr did that in the past and expanded the courts and it solved the problem the the supreme court started acting outside of its authority i think that's what's happening right right now and so what i'm talking about would kind of either redefine its constitutional authority more clearly so they can't do that or institute safeguards that otherwise prevent the kinds of people who would want to do that and part of that comes from recognize recognizing that it's about appeals which makes it less like a court of law and more like philosophy on what a country should be because it shouldn't be about and it's not about the, the you know we talk about originalism textual originalism in the constitution 
SCOTUS is like, well, they said, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't say to ban assault rifles. So why can we ban assault rifles? It's unconstitutional. They would have said that in the text, but what it really is, is just making up whatever you want. And that's what they've been doing. And it's not, that's not what it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be the job where you make up whatever you want. It's supposed to be the job where, what do we think the framers would have meant philosophically and what do we want our country to do philosophically and when legal challenges have no clear answer what do we want that answer to be and that's not this weird lawyerly argument about liability or whatever it really is a fundamental philosophy uh, philosophical question on what laws should or shouldn't do based on inadequacies and clarity and you know obscurity that was left in the process by weak legislation you know um that's an important thing, but it's not this God court. That's not what it is. That's not, that's not what it was supposed to be. And until Marbury versus Madison, it was understood, but the Marbury versus Madison was a court decision where the court essentially said, we have the power to interpret the law. And that was a massive unprecedented power grab. And you know, that's kind of been downhill ever since, but they've mostly stayed within their lane, but that was this big power reach that was not within the framers intent because again, the Supreme court just existed because you need this top court for the whole court system to function. Um, probably wrong about literally all of that, but Hey, so are you. So, you know, who are you going to talk? Unless you're uh, a fucking lawyer, you know? <laughs> Um, what do you think about having the, the Supreme Court act as more of an advisory role to Congress where telling Congress, hey, this stupid law that you're you're talking about right now or you're proposing or you've sent to the president to to potentially pass, we're not going to put up with, you know, like we're going to strike this down immediately, you know, like that that's been brought up several times before and been shot down as like a, you know, separation of uh, of powers violation. But do yeah. you think something like that might might help in a, a little bit of giving them a little bit more say so that we don't have these stupid laws that get passed and struck down two years later because that's how long it takes to get the appeal through? Well, I mean, it comes to what is the Supreme Court? What does it do? And if we look in practical terms, what the Supreme Court does is it takes progress that we've made through legislative and presidential electoral, electoral gains, and they've reversed it with radical conservative uh you know uh the establishment that's what it's always done we've we've taken a step forward and then the supreme court's like nah step it back and then a few occasions they've fixed something but the 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 history of the supreme court is one uh of conservative control it's just one another one of these ways that they've rigged the system to cheat you know so I, I I think advisory gets kind of muddy. Um, it should be distinct from the legislative branch. It's not supposed to be. I think what's been happening lately is the Supreme Court says like, oh, this law can't be constitutional because it's not defined properly. But that's what's happening is a Supreme Court person is just saying that they're just making that up. And you know, when you when you start to kind of muddy the waters between legislation, you get what's happening now. So that's my worry with advisory. Uh, capacity but i do think there's an advisory capacity that could be really beneficial but you just you you couldn't you you need to have a very clear delineation to stop that kind of problem you know um but but again if you if you reconcile that it's about philosophy then it should be a group of philosophers it shouldn't be nine fucking lawyers it should be like 57 fucking people including like celebrities and shit like they should be weird they should be this weird think tank that like is just being like but probably 
email was thought of like something you would put in your locker in 1776 you know and it's like yeah you're right ashton kutcher that it doesn't have to be like i don't have to write a legal treatise by a lawyer to defend that it's like that's more valid actually what you said it's like that you know i don't know i'm just you know it's not it's not it's not what people think it is nothing is what people think it is that's the whole problem with everything if it was i don't know whatever Zelda's really good, man. You, I know you don't play the video games, but Tears of the Kingdom is so fucking amazing. I really did not expect it to be very good. I can't believe it. It's so good. It's so good. Ariel's playing it and she loves it too. Yeah, I've, I've watched her play it. I've done. It's so funny. You, you fuck up so bad all the time in that game. And it's so funny. Like, I just, like, I tried to make, like, a car, and I blew it up. Like, you just constantly, like, I make a thing, and then it drives off a cliff. It's just, it's so funny how many ways you can fuck up and how many stupid things you can build. I don't know. You know, and you can make dicks. Everyone's making dicks. It's it's a really, really good game. Oh, boy. Somehow, like, all the best games, that's that's what ends up happening somehow. Like, if, if you don't give players a chance to make something obscene, they're going to fight it until they can yeah i mean it's it's really amazing man it's like it feels like minecraft which is if you hear that it's like how did they make zelda feel like minecraft and still feel like zelda and they did and that's an impossible task and they've done it and it really feels minecrafty and i'm minecrafting around and i'm doing the weird things that i like in minecraft but other people don't necessarily have to do that they can just ride around on cars and fly in like little jets and stuff but i'm like making weird unicycles and and trying to you know just do stupid shit you know uh it's 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 the fucking it's so good it's so good uh there's been a lot of good video games i've been playing lately oh yeah but we don't have time to talk about that because it's the end of the show it is the end of the right, show. Kevin? do we have end of the show music uh i mean not not really we gotta make a fucking we gotta make a, i know you have the credits that you made but we need an audio credits you know yeah, we do. We need to have like an announcer read them so that we if can you play the credits, can can I talk over that or is that like does that end the show? Do you know what I mean? I don't know how technically it works. I mean, I, I, I can play the music or I can also just cue it up right now. Hold yeah, on. give me a second here. Hold on. I oh. think you're, you're going to have to stop it because I don't think I'll go fast enough to, you know, catch up. Does that make sense? Yeah, Hold on. let me yeah. let me just play yesterday or last week's show and then you can talk over that last week's show yeah what (laughs) what's happening right now we're in uncharted waters this is the weirdest this is the weirdest podcast we've ever had and kevin this we did this weird end of the show i told kevin to edit in a certain way and it was a bad idea i shouldn't have told him to edit that sorry the end of the show might have been weird check us out on that happens pod.com if you want to see the video we put at the end of the show that you might not have understood if you listened to the end of the show on the podcast so what's happening kevin all right i'm gonna, I'm gonna play the ending credits i'm gonna and play we'll... it on okay i got it i got it you might have to pause it so i could read them but yeah okay, i'll, I'll, I'll pause it if necessary okay. this is the end of the show and then and then after this we'll end the show and then you'll play the credits yeah yes okay so people watching this live are gonna get two two doses of credits here okay here we go but until next time i'm reading this Jesus christ we gotta get out of here that's our show everybody bye starring wait that happens a podcast starring spencer crittenden kevin day ariel 
Day, right? It's Ariel Day. Yeah, she wasn't Ariel in this one, Day. But... No, but it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's not in this one. Uh, okay, so 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 well, we can't do different credits. I guess we need to. Jesus Christ! Executive producer Kevin Day, director Kevin Day. Wait, you know this. I gotta come up with a script. You know, executive produced and directed by Kevin Day. Original music by Ryan Elder and Corey Geyer, also known as Gastonod. Original art by Kelly Fontecchio. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at That Happens Pod, or send us an email that happens pod at gmail.com. Give me money, patreon.com slash the Sixler. Oh boy, I really, uh, I mean, you probably need it more than me. I'm not going to lie. I get it. But if you can give me money, you know, I like it. I like money. I wish, here's the thing. I found out that you can't, here's a secret, Kevin. I was planning to make money. And then once I finally made money, I was going to refund everyone on Patreon forever and give everyone their money back because it's like, hey, I only did this in case I really needed it, you know, and I did, it turns out I didn't need it. And here you go. Um, but I haven't gotten the money yet. And then I found out you can only refund like a couple months. And so I was like, oh, this plan does not work. So, uh, I mean, I never told anyone that I was ever going to do that. So it's not like, you know, you can ask for a refund, but, uh, all right, that's the show. Get out of here. And then the show. All right. Bye everybody. <laughs>